You are listening to the Improv Save My Life podcast, brought to you on Bits, the Boston Improv Talk Station. Hey guys, this is Zach, Bill, and Ryan from Deep Pod Cuts. That's right, uh, we bring you the deepest, coolest, new, and existing podcasts that are going on right now. So if you're looking for an interesting way to get your feet wet in the world of podcasting, but don't want to trudge through endless hours of boring blah 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 listen to deep pod cuts where all the podcasts are interesting and may or may not be made up all right welcome to episode 34 of the improv save my life podcast brought to you on bits the boston improv talk station i'm your host tom boyer i am joined by co-host today josh josh or joshua josh 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 vivace that's right. Um, he is in Flawed Victory, which is an improv group, yeah. and um, you were in a, a New York improv group called Hammercats? Yeah, it's a sketch uh, slash improv team. Uh, it was based at NYU. Uh, I did mostly, I did write for their sketch team, but uh, a lot of the writers did uh, the improv team, so they like swamp. Is it the NYU, like, team? No, it's not really, it's not, it was... It, NYU has teams, kind of like how Emerson has teams, right. um, and that's just one of them. They became like big just because I mean Donald Glover came from Hammercats. Oh, cool. I mean, that's it. And <laughs> I, I mean, I really don't think yes, that like it, no one else is really known in Hammercats, but I'm like, like I'm Donald f- Glover and Dominic Dierkes, maybe DC Pearson. I'm a huge Donald Glover fan. I, I, I like love it. Donald Glover. He's awesome. I like his rap. I like his yeah. stand up. I, I think he's good on Community. Uh, I think he's a really talented dude. And he was a uh, writer too on um, Dirty Rock. It, like yeah, he was something. I, yeah, crazy. Uh, and our guest today is uh, Teo. Yep. Right. <laughs> Yang. I, this is the, the my least favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it just always yeah. seems to find a way to go horribly wrong. Um, you are on a Harold team at IB called Viceroy. Yep. Correct? That's the name of it. And um, you are host. Are you hosting the improvised movie show. Oh no! I'm I'm sort of producing it and in it, and that'll be a, yeah, that'll be a show next month. Oh, like just like one show at Harold Night. And that's on August 13th? August 13th, yeah. Um, do you want to just talk about that? We'll get into your story, sure. but uh, you, uh, that interests me. The improvised movie. movie? Yeah, I'm a big movie buff. So. Yeah, it's a great um, form, long form, form. I guess. It's, the whole purpose of it is that you do a, uh, an entire movie you know, that's completely improvised, and the whole purpose of it is that when you edit, you edit with uh, like film cuts, so, and you try to essentially emulate a, a screen and so you would visually show to the audience everything you would see um, in a movie so like we would say a lot of there's a lot of cut twos we cut to this we like have a close-up and then you would want to frame the person's head with your hands um, above and below their head if you want to do like a close-up on the face and then they would do their thing and the whole point of it is that you play off of a genre and tropes and there's like an opening where the entire group tries to land on a single uh, Genre, usually a specific one, so like not horror, but like space horror or uh, like mo- like big evil monster horror, like Godzilla, or something, like or like an anaconda movie. And from that, that's like the world you're in, and you can play off of like character games and uh, other types of games within that genre. You play off tropes. That's a 
I really like that idea. Yeah, it's really cool. It's very cool. Are you are you having is this a one time thing? Or? It's a one time thing. Uh, it's it's a hard form to like do, and especially there's like very few people in the city that can really coach it. So it's it's hard to like really get a group sustained like to go long term with it. Uh, but yeah, for for now it's gonna be like one thing. That's that sounds awesome. I uh, my group Eagle Come is running a show that night. So I will not make it, but <laughs> if there's ever a uh, repeat performance, I'll be there. Yeah, it blew my mind when I first saw it. It was uh, two guys in UCB did like a two-man version of it. And like usually it's done with uh, like eight people at a time, like a full-on group. They do it just two. So it's it's like it, it, when I first saw it, it blew my mind away of what improv could be. I'm like obsessed with like taking on improv projects like podcast but then like every time I do something I want to do something else so like now like I want to run like indie shows mm -hmm. and I went to Awkward Compliment last night which is a show they run at the Somerville Theater um, and it's in the movie theater but the, the theater they use like the theater the uh, screen's covered up and yeah. you just perform on the stage where in front of the movie yeah. screen but I was I asked the guys that run it I'm like can that actually work as a screen they're like yeah and I'm like um, Doug Benson does like the movie interruption, which I think they uh, they rent out a theater show like a bad movie, and then they'll pause it every once in a while and you know crack jokes about it. But I was thinking like a good improv structure would be like show a movie, do the same thing, pause it, but from there just do some scenes that you felt inspired from from you know That's portions yeah. of the movie, you know, and I don't know. So maybe it'd be. Two and a half hours. You take a ninety-minute movie and you do, you know, an hour worth of mm -hmm. improv. And I don't know. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've, I've been on that stage before. I've performed a couple of times at Awkward Compliment, and I every single time I hit my head on that uh, on those big subwoofer speakers <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. It's it's a small it's a small space, but it's great. I have trouble at. Uh, I've done a couple of cage matches at IB, and uh, I'm like, that's the. The, the small theater, uh, that's a really small stage. Yeah, the studio space. I, I like that. I like uh, I like that stage. It almost it almost like puts the crowd like right. It's so intimate. Like I've done the main stage, uh, like I perform there and also perform in the studio. It's a different feel. Different feel. The lights are different. It's just different. I like it though. I think I got spoiled because um, the first show that my group started doing was um, uh, Y Comedy, which was at a YMCA, but it had like a um, it was basically a black box theater, so it had a huge stage for like plays. Mm -hmm. So you had a big stage to like just explore, you know, for an indie show. That's I think it's more rare than I thought. Right. Oh, definitely. It's usually you know just in a bar, which is why because uh, it's just suspects did that and, and this is doing Hennessy yeah. now, right? Yeah. That's really cool. That that's like the first weekly indie show that's at a bar yeah it's really big I've, I've been yeah, to that, I've never done, even in New York I've never done a bar show I, I've, I've been it's been running for about a month now it's it's, it's really cool uh, I don't drink but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. still like I still like bar, the bar environment it's and it's when I was at the Y like we had a lot of good teams from both IB and IA um, but it's tough to like get people to come and play so like YMCA yeah, on there's, a Monday night. There's, there's no concessions at all. Not even like alcohol, but right. you can't even get you a can't even, soda. I don't think you even bring alcohol. But they were yeah. selling. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah like uh, for a while they, they would bring their own concessions, but it was mostly like Pop Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> Which <were> great. <laughs> but that, that stage is also 
a little bit weird for improv because it's very big. Yeah. And it's always weird to me when I'm above the audience. Uh, was that how you were at DCM? How'd they have it? Oh, were you at uh, UCB East? No, I was. Oh. The UCB East one is also weird because I did a student show there. That is a gross, a disgusting theater. When I first went to went into that theater, to I was there to watch a show, and I was just like. In my mind, I was like, man, UCB Theaters is going to be awesome. And I yeah, walked yeah, in there, and I was like, yeah. And I was like, what is yeah. this? I was like, yeah, oh, man. Nice bathroom. Yeah, I was like, sweet bathroom. Shit on the wall. But it feels nice that <laughs> you walk in, you're like, there's some, there's like a raw energy. Oh, here. it's great. There's like something, yeah. something gross and dirty is happening yeah, right now. exactly. But it was just like, it felt like, felt like history yeah. had been made there. Nice. All right, so basically what we try to do on the show is, like, get the guest's background, um, like, where they came from, and uh, just a little bit about, like, what they were like when they were growing up, and then what brought them into uh, improv, like, what triggered that, and then from there we'll just... Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want me to start from I mean, the very beginning? I mean, yeah. <laughs> just you know where, where you grew up you know a uh, big family whatever you know, oh, whatever, yeah, you feel, yeah. whatever you feel like uh, I moved around about. a lot but I mostly grew up in uh, in the Maryland area like the Rockville right outside of DC area but uh, I'm originally from China so I am an immigrant uh, mm-hmm. but I, I have my citizenship uh, and when, I, when did you move here uh, when I, I was like four okay. like 94 do you remember China, like living you in China no nah, not clearly yeah. Yeah. Bits and pieces. Um, but I got my citizenship like uh, in 2008, right after Obama got elected. It was literally like the day after I, I got that. Uh, growing <laughs> nice. up, I think I was a huge comedy nerd, um, but I never like created much. So like huge. What, like what were you into? Uh, huge Simpsons fan. Uh, I, th- I think that's a, a big... Uh, I think a lot of improv people are big yeah. Simpsons fans. Right, like it's I, I watch it as I like go to sleep, or I used to a lot. Yeah. Uh, Seinfeld before I like really understood what it was about. Well, that was it. Used to be <laughs> Seinfeld, yeah. Friends, and The Simpsons Friends. was like all you could find on um, like syndication. Like, yeah. Right. That's what was dominating the airwaves at yeah. that time. Right. But also like random shows, like I would watch like daytime TV. I would watch like Wings. <laughs> Wings. Yes. Uh, I would watch uh, the Drew Carey show. Was was a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle is uh, I'm also a huge fan of that's like a perfect show King of the Hill it's it's kind of fun like if you I, I don't know like say you break your leg or something and you, you're just stuck in the house for a while and then you find like some syndicated show that yeah. you, you never really watched but you're like this show isn't bad yeah. and you see like repeated episodes you're like I'm kind of into Grace Under Fire right now Grace Under Fire and, and it's like Wings is just like a show about people yeah. who worked in an airport, right? Yeah, and, and, and like and, flew planes. And, uh, the, time, God. the time when you're like on your computer, you're just like doing your homework, and you got the TV in the background. It's like when Wings is playing, <laughs> yeah, like or Jag or something random Jag, that yeah. I would just watch, like out of the corner of my eye. I guess I uh, <laughs> I had my company shuts down Fourth of July week, yeah. So I had last week off, and uh, it was one day I was just doing nothing and. I don't know, a flip by ABC Family and Boy Meets World was on. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> I watched like two episodes. <laughs> oh, man. Two? That show was uh, it was only, there yeah. were only two. Oh, okay. I was like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, they gave you the heat with the two, the double, and then you're like, fuck, I gotta go, no. to, I gotta go to Walmart and get a DVD. <laughs> yeah, I need more. That was like a dime bag of Boy Meets World. 
<laughs> I had the biggest thing for Topanga. Uh, that oh, actually caused yeah. a fight with my girlfriend at the time. Really? <laughs> yeah. Topanga, she is. She not so much anymore. Uh, I think she's. I think um, she kind of fell off a little bit, and then uh, she disappeared. But then came back for yeah. the new. Well, yeah, it's now this girl there. meets world yeah. is on. Oh yeah, it's, I have not even ventured to see that. But during Topanga's dark times, uh, she she like guest bartended at some bar in Faneuil Hall. It's probably like ten years ago, like oh, in between Boy Meets World and when you know she wasn't doing anything. And um, she drew a huge crowd. Like people my age are just like. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. is gonna be bartending at a bar. I will be there. Yeah, but. she was guest bartending. Yeah, like, it's almost like how they have. Or yeah, Jewish. almost like how they would have like uh, Paris Hilton guest DJ. Like I don't oh, think she was really right. doing anything. It's just right. <laughs> hosting a party for like Dior or something. Yeah, she's <laughs> guest working at a place. Yeah, <laughs> I think she might have handed out like two beers and then just hung out and, and talked to people. <laughs> Which must have been creepy for her because I imagine all guys want to just hit on her. Hit on her all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, back to Oh, back to me. Uh, Segwaying from Topanga to me, uh, I think I started doing improv uh, my senior year of college. Uh, So, I've been doing it for the last like three, almost four, I think, years. Did you have any issues? Do you have any performance experience, like theater or anything? Before that, no. I was in a play in, well, like, I was in a play in elementary school, and that's about it. Yeah, I think most kids, like, you get forced to either be in, like, some kind of show when you're a yeah. kid. I don't count that as, <laughs> if you have no, to I do it. I was the lead in it, that makes All right, yeah, there you go. I played a, a 1950s football coach. Nice. <laughs> that was a ghost. <laughs> yep. Nice. What was it called? Nice, yeah. uh, I think it was called, like, Sis Boomba. You know the football coach Newt Rockney? Uh, no. Well, I was him. Fair enough. You were a dead Newt Rockney. I was a dead white American football coach. Nice. <laughs> From nice. the 50s. That's great. But that's pretty much my only uh, performing experience. I mean, I was I did it senior year, but I think the year before I tried to join. But I just, like, it was just so nerve-wracking to go and try and do improv and, like, go to, like, practices, which were, like, perfectly fine, nice people. It was just so... Like, it made me so nervous to even think about going. But I finally started doing it senior year. What time do you have to be there? Uh, actually, I don't really have a time. Okay, cool. Um, so you were always into comedy. Like, how, what brought you to the doorway of a improv class or performing improv? Uh, that was, so senior year, I really just didn't have much to do. Uh, I had recently broken up with someone and just it was like I really don't have much anything to do so I started doing improv because I met, I met uh, two of my friends now in a class and I was like oh you guys are in uh, Liquid Fun which is the used improv group and I was like oh you guys are really funny I saw I your show once and they're like yeah you should come uh, to practice and I was like okay and just start doing it I think if more more people just went and saw a show like I think the hardest part is getting people through the door like if they don't know really what improv is um I think most people would enjoy it, and a lot of people, if they have a sense of humor and free time, might be like, hey, I wouldn't mind doing that, you know? But I feel like a lot of people have the, just, they think, the average person is like, whose line is it anyway? Is it anyway? Is their, like, benchmark for improv? They don't really know much past that. Right. I mean, and that is by far, like, the biggest pop 
culture right. the way you would know it. Um, and yeah, at the very least, you can people have a yeah, somewhat, somewhat idea of what your problem is just because of who's lying. Yeah. If not for who's lying, then it, yeah. people will be like, I don't know what this yeah. is. Yeah, and even if you try to explain it to people, they're like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, I've done that many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always end up saying who's lying, you know, after yeah. trying to explain it. Plus, I, I also like hungered for that laughter, you know, like making people laugh. Right. Like, I've always like I've always really enjoyed that, so like improv kind of fits that that need. Yeah. That drug addiction of <laughs> laughter. Yeah, it's like I think a lot of people crave like just some sort of validation. That, <laughs> like, like all that's all it is. It's just validation. I, I make it a point like to tell people if they and I, I'm not bullshitting them. Like if I saw somebody at like house teams or and I'm friendly with them um, and they had a really good show or. Any any show, uh, I'll make it a point to either send them a text or you know if I see them, it's like, hey man, that was a good show. Absolutely, I do the same. I That's the really same nice. thing. I, I don't do that at all. <laughs> I do the same thing. When I see people, they might not even know me, and I and I'll be like, hey, you know, uh, the Reddit show two days ago. Nice job, man. Yeah. I'm literally just walking down the street. And right. Yeah, because like I, there's no better feeling. Like, oh, I actually did see that <laughs> show. That show. Yeah. It's no better feeling like when you get off stage and you're like, I think that was pretty good. And then somebody comes up to you and like acknowledges that. You're like, yes, it was pretty good. Right. Yeah, something happened to me like a couple months ago where I was walking down uh, by the Haymarket stop and someone stopped me who I didn't know and then said, hey, you were really great in uh, like Carol Night a couple weeks. So I was like, thanks. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> like, thank you very much. I just blew my mind away and then completely fed my ego. Nice. You immediately, you immediately asked if she wanted an autograph. You whipped out a pre-autograph. <laughs> yeah, I have headshots on me just in case it never happens. Um, so, how did you end up at IB? Uh, in the college group, there was a moment where it had gotten so big that it used to be they have two rehearsals a week, and then they. Uh, changed it because it's so many people and you just couldn't do enough improv with so many people that they made one rehearsal open to everyone and then one rehearsal for uh like performer ready people because uh, there was no like at liquid fun there was no uh like open like auditions or like casting anything like that it was just kind of like who if you show up and you're good you can probably perform and uh then i was then they told me that like i wasn't gonna have to be in the performer rehearsal part so then that was when I was like, oh, I still really want to do this. And so I started taking classes at Improv Boston because as I think most people in this city end up choosing improv leaders, it was closer and a little bit cheaper. I never really even, uh, like I never had the debate. And it's not like I chose one over the other. I didn't know much about improv when I first started taking classes. I didn't even know there was another theater. Like somebody just told me right. about Improv Asylum. Yeah. And I started like improv boss, like hearing it, like there's another theater. <laughs> what do they do that? <laughs> but it wasn't like a conscious decision. Yeah. Um, I've met people. I know a ton of people from both, and they're both good. And I think you can tell kind of a little bit of there's a difference in the, the teaching. And I, um, there is, I think. The, do you think it comes out in the way that the shows are? Yeah, like because like um, even take like the Hennessy shows. There are some teams comprised of like IA students, and there's some teams comprised of IB students. Both good, both funny, but different in their approach. And I can't peg it. Like I couldn't put a finger on it, but you can tell. You can tell. 
That's interesting. I think improv philosophy and styles are like the really big thing that are, that's being debated and talked about right now. Uh, and like I think about it all the time of like different improv styles. Uh, and I think improv Boston style sort of stems from the more Chicago, like a relationship based and like emotional choices. It's hard for me to peg down what IA show. I haven't seen enough IA shows right. to really pinpoint like a style or like a philosophy. I think there's like a really big focus on creating that review. Right. So it's really just like tr try to test this material into sketch. Right. Like really trying to find that like this is this funny stuff that will work in a sketch. Right. Yeah, that's almost it's almost literally, uh, in my opinion, a mirror of. Not not exactly, but IO in and Second City in Second City, yeah. kind of. No, really, it really kind of is. Um, I'm in um, level six right now at IA, and we're uh, we're preparing for our grad show. So level five and six are basically one combined class where you um, you're with your your graduating class the whole time, and you prepare for the grad show. One of the exercises we did was he just uh, our t our director instructor. Um, had us pair up in two people groups and he just gave us a, a suggestion and he had us just do two people scenes based on that suggestion and then uh, told us, had us perform for him, gave us feedback, what he'd like us to see would, that would improve it and then he wanted us to then come back, do it again and then try to, if that worked, try to work that into a sketch that we could maybe yep. use for uh -huh. the grad show. And it's cool, um, and I, I do like that structure. Yeah, it's hard for me really be because uh, I've been trying to like delve into sketch and writing more. It's really hard for me personally to hold on to something that's funny. I yeah. think it's from doing so much improv where it's like that was a funny scene, forget about it. And and then this in like with writing sketch, you have to write it out and then be like, this is funny, this is funny, this is funny. After like the hundredth time you read it you're like this is funny right. this is funny that's really hard for me to do now the other on the other side as I did a lot of sketch in high school um, just obviously just random stuff me and my friends you know fucking off um, and then as I went into college in NYU um, I started off doing sketch and then the is that what you wanted to do like right yeah. right it's, that's what I originally I was like because I mean at that point I was just like what does improv even lead to like what does I mean I was like I'm going to college I went for dramatic writing uh, I went to the Tisch School of Arts and I was taking like a minor in TV writing uh, film script writing so I was like I mean that could help me for an actor but I wasn't trying to be you know an actor or performer at all really in reality I was just uh, I wrote I didn't even perform many of the sketches I wrote for Amicus Right. And the people that did that eventually turned that into an improv team. Before it was just a sketch team, and then they had the improv team. So it was, it was weird because we had informal training, and we were going off of like, uh, you know, trying to help Ryan and Del Close. Right. Well. Hey, we and have like, a copy of yeah, like, comedy. Yeah, we know how to do this. Yeah, we're, you know, so pages. that's how it really started. Not very good. Um, so I mean, but going from that. I think that being a writer and trying to, I would hold on to funny things when I first started yeah. out. I would be like, I could write, you know, almost a, a full premise in my head and come out with it. And, right. uh, you know, that letting go of that is hard. But I've uh, recently felt like I've done a lot better with that, more or less. Do you think there's a culture of, I'm not talking like, 
TV writers, people that write for like Law and Order, but like people that write sketches and for uh, that do. I feel like everybody that says like I'm a writer eventually gets into performing somehow. Right. Yeah, and that's exactly it's it's it is it's. I mean, it's almost like I think like with improv, there's a, a bridge between writing and like write, uh, writing and performing because yeah, in a certain degree, when you're improvising, you're like kind of writing in your head, right? So right. you're just like writing on your feet, and it's like you're training those muscles. And it depends. It depends on perform, to performer where like you can clearly see some improviser are just like solid, solid character actors. Right. Uh, and you're and like for me personally, I'm I'm not one of those. So whenever I see someone who's like really good at uh, like acting, like uh, have you guys ever seen like Greg, Greg Hernandez at Improv Boston? Like he's a great actor. Yeah, he's Greg so, Hernandez. So like able to embody a character. Eric Volker. Eric Volker. When I see those people, I'm like, holy shit, like, you got, you can just, like, embody that character. And then for me, I, I gear towards, like, kind of just thinking about the whole scene in my head and, like, kind of pulling it together and trying to figure that out and kind of, like, justifying things. So, like, I'm always, like, some version of myself. I rarely ever play, like, huge, big characters because right. I just don't have the stamina to, like, sustain it for that long. I, uh, at the Awkward Conference show last night, uh, our suggestion was New Kids on the Block, which... I was cool with it because I'm from Dorchester, which is where they're from. I grew up when they were at like their peak, so I, I have a lot of new kids in college. Yeah. <laughs> and um, somehow I ended up playing Donnie Wahlberg in the scene. But then I I realized after it was over, like that scene went well, and I was like, but I didn't. I was just playing a guy. I was playing myself, talking about new kids on the block stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. I wasn't playing Donnie Wahlberg. Like, I, it never even crossed my mind to like try to act like Donnie Wahlberg. Right. <laughs> what were the elements of Donnie Wahlberg that I would imitate? Um, I recently had I I played Mark Wahlberg, and uh, guess my interpretation of it was to just talk in a Boston accent and say fuck it a lot. That's what I did. So I think what you, what you probably <laughs> ended up doing was you did an impression of Mark Wahlberg right. and someone else's impression of, of Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well. and I think we all do that oh, with yeah, certain exactly. characters. Well, yeah. when I thought back on it, I'm like, I all my my only thought was like, I should have played up the Boston accent and maybe had a little bit more of a sing songy voice. I, I and I was I don't know grown up Donnie Wahlberg that well that to do an impersonation <laughs> of him. Right. <laughs> right. So I probably would have been doing my best Mark Wahlberg impersonation, which is really shitty. <laughs> that yeah. guy has a good career yeah. too. Yeah. Well, I think. I think there's a certain like sometimes when you're getting pimped in scenes or you're I mean in doubt if whatever way you want to look at it uh, I mean it's funny to see somebody not know like how to play Keanu Reeves or something it's it's funny sometimes and they're like they're like oh and they're you know they're like oh who the hell is Keanu Reeves they're like well, how do I act like him but they just do it and the crowd just like laughs because it's just like they're watching them like at least they're making the attempts you know what I mean they want to see that. That him ex that person execute like trying to be counter reads. Yeah, that's like when I first so the made up movie game that I, I do on the show when I first started doing it and pretty much like half until halfway through the run, I would um, ask people for random actors over Facebook and ask for random movie titles, just gen generate movie titles, and I would draw and then each person that was on the show would draw like an actor. And they would try to portray that actor, but it it just turned into like if say if someone's Keanu Reeves, they'd be like, 
whoa, you know, or, right. it, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I am an FBI agent. Actually, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Pull that out without trying. Yeah. <laughs> or you were trying to do a bad accent. Or a bad yeah. <laughs> but they, they, it was more of them just quoting lines because they didn't know, what you know. To do, what else to yeah, do. It, so yeah. quoting lines from other movies, which then that takes the, the game off track. So I, I got rid of the actor part. Well, that's what happens is like in the scene of like you end up having to do an accent. Then like the scene shifts from like whatever else is going on to this guy can't do this accent. Like that's, and that's the entire scene. That's where everyone's laughing at. Yeah, which gets a little aggravating yeah. at certain points because it's yeah. like well, there's it's like more the, to it. It's like the funny names thing. Funny names. Somebody's just like, ah, Chad yeah. Salad, and then make that the game. It's like, a, yeah. Recently, I've been like not getting like annoyed when uh, like what's funny about a scene is the fact that you're doing improv, right? Like uh, funny names or. Like not having enough chairs or something, that which actually I, I don't really see. Ever yeah, that, that's, that's an example that I can think of right now. Uh, things like that of like weird, just like things that are because you're doing because it's funny because you're, you're doing improv. Yeah, which is not necessarily yeah, exactly. what you want to be laughing at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you you can I mean, it is funny. I mean, it is funny to make up a funny name and then in it and it hits. But you got to know as a as a team or whoever you're performing with, to just like move on. So move on, exactly. You know what I mean? Like you gotta just say, you know, take the it's actually the comic engine and keep moving with the game. Right. Most things need to serve the game. We were uh, doing a two-person scene last night, and uh, there were only only two of us were at the show, so um, we had like an inter- a moment where we both kind of looked at each other, knew we had to sweep, but we. Both like try to sweep, and we just ran into each other. Oh yeah, and then we, <laughs> had, to me, yeah. <laughs> we had to turn into that into a. <laughs> and there were only two of you. Yeah, <laughs> you both so, to sweep the same. Scene I think we both time. tried to do like this dramatic, like arcing, like come around and sweep, <laughs> and then we <laughs> just bam. And it's uh, it's, um, I, it's it's me and Somalia was a tiny female, so I was oh, just like yeah. barreled into her. Yeah, I know. Wow, and that was on the Albert Collins stage. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's very dangerous. So then, you know, we just did a scene like what about bumping into yeah. each other. And that's a, those are the type of things that they're like happy little mistakes that. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, so I I don't know that much about I, IB. I've been trying to you know that's why I've been trying to have more people from IB on the podcast. I uh, last week I went to um, Studio Forty. Oh yeah. And job. I saw. Awesome. Uh, I actually saw a main stage show last week too. I saw Connor Allen's first show. Cool. Oh yeah, Connor Allen. You you had him on. He's yeah. one of the funniest people in the city. Uh, studio Forty. I was in Studio Forty with the Mindy team for uh, like a long time, like a year, year and a half. We we had just gotten uh, ousted. Not ousted. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> out. The uh, the Bus Cow guys that do a show on this network called uh, Deep Podcasts. Uh huh. Um, Very funny. Yeah. They're, I heard. I've heard they're great. Yeah, yeah. So they they've been hosting it for uh, not hosting. It's a podcast. Uh, well, they have the podcast, but they've been um, at Studio Forty for like the last uh, I don't know how long it runs last. But I went on the Fourth of July because of the free shows, and it was a group. I think they were called Weekend Brunch or something like that. Uh yes yeah I think I know them I almost performed in that if I had made it to, in time. Um, there's like Sasha Goldberg, uh, like I think Nate. Yeah, I didn't know any of that. It was two guys, two girls, I think. But they were fucking amazing. Yeah. Sometimes I'll see an improv set and 
see no flaw in it. Like everything just works perfectly. perfectly yeah. And I'm, I, I'm entertained and jealous at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I've seen like I've seen an ass cat like that, where I'm like, I was just like, wow, I don't even know. And they're doing premise improv, so they're just cutting straight to the funny thing. Yep. So there's no burning time where you're like, well, this is the time to burn. You're like, literally, blah, 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 this is the funny thing, and then they heighten it. But, it, I mean, the scenes are lasting 15, 20 minutes because they, they can literally heighten that much. Right. I mean, it's just crazy. Is like, that things, yeah. It's, you know yeah. what I mean? It's Amy Bowler and Horatio Zanz. I mean, they're getting out of control. Yeah, it's that premise, the fact that they can do premise scenes for that long and just keep going right, and going and going back. And I, I, just, I took a workshop uh, recently with, uh, at, at Del Close when I was there, and it was all about uh, playing a straight man in a scene. Uh, and it was really interesting because the real key takeaway from it was like finding the game, and then after you find the game, to actually just like don't play it for a minute. Go back to whatever you're seeing. seeing ah, resting the game. Resting yeah. The game. yeah, I never think yeah. to do that. It's like I'm like really beating the game to yeah. death. <laughs> yeah. Then you're seeing yes. it. Yeah. Yes. The crucial yeah, part is really. resting the game, going back to your like reality and playing that that scene, whatever you two people are or wherever you are, and then you will end up finding ways of connecting what you're doing, like another beat in your in your reality, back to that game. Um, it, to go off of that, I think. Uh, I, I took a workshop class with Miles Straw, and he would teach that uh, uh, a lot of the resting the game as a straight man. Um, and it, you can see, you can see when you're when you're seeing. It's almost like when you get good enough to rest the game, you rest it and almost like chase a shiny thing, like something that you're not you're like told not to do mm-hmm. in the beginning of improv. Like you're not, so you're told not to like say even like you know making up a funny name literally and then like like harping on it or something and like doing that for a few seconds or like doing something else and then coming back to that to the game that you're originally playing is satisfying but you have to know that you you're gonna have to come back to that it's almost like a callback in the same scene like you yeah. you, you give people like time to like oh i almost forgot about that but that's hilarious and you heightened right. it and now it's even funnier. Yeah, and it that, allows for scenes to go on longer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exploring different ways of playing that game. And if you find a sub game within that little detour that you took, yeah, then you just attach that to everything. Yeah. Yeah, and if you can whittle, whittle is that a word? Whittle, like whittle. Oh, whittle. Oh, okay. Whittle. Yeah. Eris. Find a way to tie like the sub game and the the larger game together, like. Oh, yeah, then you blow down the house. Um, so I was talking to Chris. When I'm having people from IB on that I've never met, um, I, I kind of reach out to people that might know them. They're like, hey, well, you know anything about this guy that I can talk about? Uh, he mentioned you do some kind of internet. Um, oh, yes. Uh, it's it's improv. With, it's, the website is E-M-P-R-O-V. So it's like improv with a hyphen and an E instead of an I. It's, um, I took, I took 101 down at, uh, used to be a school intensive, and uh, my teacher was this guy named Terry Withers, uh, he was a great guy, he, like, at the end of our class show, he was like, hey, would you be interested in doing, like, online Google Hangout improv, and I was like, sure, okay, uh, I forgot about it, and then months later, he emailed me with, uh, like, a time, and some, and he emailed some other people, and we just started doing it on Google Hangouts, 
we practiced a couple times and we did like a in Google Hangouts there's a live uh, a live air, Google Hangout Air where you can just like broadcast it on YouTube and we started doing that uh, and then he started recruiting other teams from different cities to do shows on it like half hour shows uh, it's and just improv over Google Hangouts and it's like it's getting kind that of big it's cool man yeah. it's very cool I did read about that yeah there's like a show two or three shows every night now from different teams across like the country the world sometimes it's one of my favorite things about improv communities that I think a lot of the people tend to be creative that are in it obviously mm-hmm. but then they think of creative ways to expand their you know this improv thing get it out there in different ways I, I like that I mean I like going to see straight up improv shows but then like a theme show like the movie show you're going to mm-hmm. do or any kind of theme show I think can be cool yeah. like, I'd like to see like a video game theme show one night you know like, right. that'd be cool um, I think uh, well just to kind of I guess leak the development of this podcast that I will be doing um, it we're going to try to take a trailer of a movie of any we're gonna get vetted like IMDb trailers. Well, let's go. Let's go back. One sec. Um, so Josh actually contacted me on Facebook and just kind of said he, he he listens to the show. Um, and I talked to him and I'm looking to get more content on the network and I'm, I'm happy to have him on here. So he's gonna produce a podcast on bits. Um, so that's what you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we. I don't think we talked to no, him at the top. Totally. Yeah. I don't think we did. Yeah, uh, I meant to, and then just no, it. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, we're gonna be getting vetted uh, IMDb uh, trailers. Um, watch the trailer. I mean, audio-wise, you would hear it. Um, we'd we'd obviously extrapolate and explain what was going on yep. or whatever, right. riff on it, and then kind of finish the movie as we see fit. So, um, you know. I don't think we will be forced to like necessarily play like Russell Crowe or something, but, right? You know, or however we see fit. Even if it's like an A to C move, where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a say we watch The Departed or something, and then like, you know, we were just like, oh, we'll make our own thing, like another movie, but let's like kind of like right your version of Departed, where it's yeah. just them living out there, <laughs> yeah, their own yeah secret exactly. for the rest of their yeah. life. <laughs> That's a, I like that idea a lot. It's awesome. Yeah, it's also easier to do if you were then if you were to do it uh, like live because then you can do like crazy action scenes, but right? Just narrate them instead yeah. of actually having to do like the, yeah. the weird choreographed thing. Yeah, I think it'd almost be better not to have seen whatever movie. Then you no, no, you definitely know it's gonna be stuff. It's gonna be fresh stuff off. Oh of yeah, maybe. definitely or stuff if you know we're like, hey, have you seen this? You know, if I have people on like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? You know, make sure they haven't seen it. Yeah. I mean, there's thousands of trailers. I haven't seen every trailer. I haven't, <laughs> seen, I haven't seen every movie. You know, so. I just saw this movie, uh, Begin Again, which I hadn't heard of. Uh, it was pretty good, though. It had uh, um, Mark Ruffalo, Kira Knightley, and Adam Levine from Maroon 5. Oh, nice. Uh, from the guy that did Once, um, which was like a musical that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm not huge into musicals, although I do like musical on I like like musical improv but this this is pretty good and it just it was just happened to be playing like when I went to the movie theater I was just it was so hot out I just wanted to get out of the house and mm-hmm. do something uh, so that's my movie recommendation for the nice. week you guys yeah. been to the assembly square I'm telling everyone this you guys been to the assembly square movie theater 
I have it. I've been to Braintree and they got uh, like the recliners the there. Recliners? Oh yeah. my god. Sick. You guys do Brutal. What is it? Chrysler chairs? Like in Chunkies? Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> That's just a I lot know, of we're words. Also both doing, we're also have, we both have our hands tied right now in a, in a recliner right now. But it's, it's they're they're wide and they're, they're like wide. pleather or leather. They're yeah. comfortable. So the first you can put five your... rows of this movie theater, uh, the the seats are like couch style, so it's like okay. two 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 two. Yeah. And there's a arm bar in the middle you can like remove you're like a couple or whatever wow and then you can just you can like recline all the way back so you can actually sit in the front without like straining your neck well on some right now I'm in because I mean I've never seen this right now I'm envisioning an arm bar thing that goes in between you and the your your girlfriend apparently yeah I and think you, I'm gonna you can put it up. I think I'm going to name that the BJ bar. <laughs> right. that allows you the BJ bar is going up. It's so it's great. It's, it's almost like too much space in between the seats to get a BJ. Oh, like you'd man. have to be really <laughs> obvious about Obviously, it. Yeah. <laughs> so, there are people next to you. It's not like, it's not like a divided wall. <laughs> oh man. That's true. I was envisioning a giant fighting wall. There's a private room. Yeah. You might just call it I mean, the DJ theater at that point. That's why you have to go there now because, like, Assembly Square just like got built or whatever. You have to, you have to go to that place now before it gets. People to, don't know about it. And also, it's just going to get absolutely disgusting after like masses of people. Go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's they're, they're leather. <laughs> leather seats. Uh, Josh, do you want to take us through your story a little bit? Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I guess I've always been a class clown, so, but I've never, I never looked at comedy as something that could make me money or make me famous. Um, I always thought of comedy as people being famous with money that they either converted into actors and, you know, had to take a lot of intensive acting schools or they became stand-ups. You know what I mean? I yeah, think that yeah. may be true when I was growing up because I grew up in yeah. the nineties and, right. and, and yeah, that was, that's all you see. That's all you really actors saw. And stand up. Jeff Foxworthy is yeah. huge, like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, so I mean, in a way, I did stuff, but I never once thought like, "Oh, I'm going to do this as a career." Um, so you did. You did stand up, or I never. I've never done stand up. Uh, I. Honestly, I had a hard time even getting on stage. It's the reason why I uh, um, I wrote for Hammercats eventually. And I was just really, I wrote. And I kind of did some stuff, but I just wrote strictly because I didn't want to be on stage. And then I kind of broke myself of that uh, during when I was doing the improv thing with them. But I did do improv in high school in short form. So, um, and I enjoyed it and stuff. And it was bad because we just copied games from Who's Line. Um, <laughs> was that like... How- what was that in high school? Like an elective class, or like? Oh no, this is just. Oh, it was like a group, like as if. Um, I don't know, uh, but it was a sanctioned group for the school, so it was like chess club. Well, you know what I mean? I wish. I think. Well, I don't know if a lot of high schools have it now, but I didn't have it when I was in high school. Oh. But I wish they did. Yeah, I, um, my high school was a vocational school, uh. um, so they had this. You know, they had a, a whole like sixteen bay garage and like a farm. Like a full farm and like a, a full farm. Yeah, a legit farm. Like in Crazy. the summertime, you'd be sitting on the third floor. Okay, where is this? Shit. First of all, that's <laughs> in New Hampshire. All right. <laughs> Did some of the students harvest the the, like, the crops? Uh, yeah, they have like crop fields out there. They I'll have, be in the like, fields. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. It's crazy, dude. 
And but then they have like uh, you know they have like the AV room where they have just I mean they had like a room full of Max and it was just like it was great. It was all just dedicated to we had a show called Studio Nineteen. Uh, and it was all dedicated to that. We did sketches at the end, which I was uh, part of uh, for most of the time. Yeah, that's a big creative outlet for right. Yeah, that's yeah, where I started, and I that, and yeah. the guy that did it um, was George Goodwin, who was the teacher for the uh, for media arts over there. So he did that whole program, and he uh, started that because he knew kids were trying to do that, and they're like, whatever. It's that ten minutes after homeroom where yeah. like we have to roll out the TV yeah. and watch like the school yeah. news for the day, and then that one sketch gets yeah. there. I've talked about this before, but I don't know. I, I part of me wants to like give more back to the community, and like, but my, my mom's really uh, big in the community. Like, she used to run uh, Dorchester Park Association, um, and they would have like all these events in the park, like uh, Tenacity, which is like a tennis program for inner city kids and I was thinking about like if they offered an improv in the park program like uh, like a couple weekends during the summer I think like kids would be into it and that could really set people in the right direction like hell yeah I feel nothing bad comes from getting into improv like it it can only improve the quality of your life or have no effect on it, but, <laughs> Zero effect. but yeah. it's not gonna. You're not gonna get any worse for wear. <laughs> right, right. Well, you could get really obsessed about it and then sink all your money to classes, and <laughs> drink, <laughs> drinking after the shows. And, um, I saw a UCB uh, documentary, and yeah, this is one kid that was like brutal. He was just like he was so torn because he tried for like six years to get on Harold Night, dude, and he was just like fucking Harold Night, man. <laughs> Like, at the end of the movie, it was like, fucking Harold Nightman, I still didn't get on. And then, like, showed, like, like at the end, like, everybody's lives, like, how it went on for, like, six months. And then, like, oh, in six months, and this guy's still trying. And, like, still going at yeah, it. Yeah, some people take it so yeah. seriously and get so bitter about it. Yeah. Like, it happens, I mean, it happens here, too, where people audition and they don't get yeah. in and they're, like, all pissed. Yeah. I mean, it happens. So you had a uh, really creative high school yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, in high school I was uh, very creative, but I was also, like, torn between, like, I played football, and I was also, like, with the jocks and, like, stuff like that. Uh, not, not, I don't want to say jocks, it wasn't like that. But did you have, like, like, I hung out with those kids. movie-style shenanigans where, like, the jocks and, and yeah, <laughs> jocks uh, and the improv kids <laughs> yeah. were like, hey, man. Uh, the big game is tonight. Well, too bad because our big show is tonight. You gotta choose, man. <laughs> Two outfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta run. <laughs> I swear I'll be at both. Yeah, I was just yeah, just running from the field onto the stage. Um, in your football outfit. Yeah, in full full uniform. Um, yeah, no, it was it was good though. I, I didn't, and I was more like at that point I was like, well, I'm gonna do sports, you know. And then. I got injured, long story short, and I uh, actually took a year off of college. And that's when I really decided, well, I took a year off after after high school. And that's when I really decided, I was like, I'm going to go to college to do this writing. Because I loved writing. I've always written. I, writ, I wrote scripts before I got into college. Um, I remember, cool. I wrote a spec script for Scrubs, my for favorite. Scrubs? <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even on. It wasn't even on by the time I think by the time I like finished writing the whole <laughs> uh-huh. twenty five pages. So that's an interesting show to write for because uh, yeah, it's. I think someone told me once compared it to like live action Family Guy. 
And just yeah, the way that's, yeah, that's good. That's they yeah. slowly just used the cutaway so often for jokes that it just kind of became like... It became it, that. became yeah. that. How was it? I, it was probably a long time ago for you, but like, how yeah. was it writing that? Um, I literally still have it. It's in, I wrote it in a composite notebook. <laughs> wrote it, hand wrote it. Send it to Zach Braff, maybe yeah. produce it for some <laughs> weird reason. A movie. The who, yeah. who was the main character of the A plot? Was it a Zach Braff episode? Oh, it was. It was a Zach Braff episode. Um, it was Zach Braff, uh, and he he had got, he had gotten. Uh, he it was it was. I put it after the episode where he had blown into uh, his little scooter, um, like. Uh, Thing because he got a DUI on it or whatever, and he had to put that thing on it by court to blow into it before you can drive it. And I did it after that, um, and I just put it where he was like, just like going around, like dodging the, like acting like he was dodging the cops, basically making a big deal out of it. But that he was like, he was like a hard criminal. I mean, it's like hit, it hit the flashbacks where were like him thinking in his mind that like he was like now a tougher dude because <laughs> he because he got busted for the DUI. Uh-huh. So a lot of it was like him walking into a room and like uh, instantly when he walks in the room visually you would see like the whole room change to like fifties bar scene where he had like a leather jacket on his head <laughs> back and like he'd be talking and cut away back to like real life where he's like being a fucking a nerd. How many, how many cutaways do you think you wrote for that? Oh, a lot, man. Yeah. A lot. I, I love the cut twos. Yeah, I love the cutaways. Um, and VO is really interesting too because all that show is is voiceover. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about Zach, anyways, and even they do it for some other characters as well. So I ripped something off from Scrubs in an improv scene once. The they had the episode where they were. What's the singing gang musical? Oh, the, the barbershop quartet. Of, uh, they, they sing TV theme songs? No, there was an episode where they were, I think it's West Side Story, where they were, the, the surgeons and the non-surgeons were like beefing and they were walking down the hall snapping. Oh, yeah. uh, that is West Side Story, right? I think so. I've they never were, seen it. They were, probably, they were probably ripping off West Side Story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ripped off them ripping off West Side Story. There was some gang scene that I really wasn't going anywhere, so that I just grabbed somebody else and I just had them walk in with yeah. me and start snapping. That actually... It was kind of funny. Yeah, that is. I remember that. Yeah, the was it the musical episode. Was that? It might have been. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that kind of move also is like sort of in like public domain now. Yeah, like it is from West Side Story, but like that's just the 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 singing gangsters. To me, yeah, it's to me gangsters have to do that while they sing, or they're not real gangsters. So, a question for both of you: Um, where you are in your improv career? Now, well, I'm sorry, how did you end up at IB? Or um, you... I, I, I'm not on any house teams or right. anything in IB right now. Um, but I just ended up coming from New York um, you know, to Boston. Kind of actually newer to the Boston improv scene, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, I've lived here my whole life around here, but uh, I haven't been. Yeah, I have been in the New York improv scene. Uh, so, so um, yeah, I just moved back here. And literally, I was at the field. You know that bar, right? Oh, yeah. Drinking. Yep. And I walked around the corner, and I was like, the <laughs> fuck is this? And you know, I brought Boston. Oh, you wait. You were aware. This is really interesting to me because you were at the field. And didn't know about it. And didn't know it. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. I know I knew <laughs> Improv Boston existed. But you didn't I know, didn't it, was right know it was right there. So this is what I think is like, 
it boggles my mind whenever I see people at the field who are in no way affiliated to Improv Boston because, like, why are you at the field? <laughs> it seems like it's what Improv Boston's bar. Right, yeah, not, right. not just that, but it's like, what yeah. are the qualities of, of the field? Right. <laughs> Normal it's, people. It's pretty lame. Yeah. Uh, I, I went in there with a buddy because he was getting a tattoo of the tattoo. Place. Oh, that place. Yeah. Okay. And we went in, we had a couple brews. Cool. And, uh, what was the tattoo? Ah, uh, it was a tattoo of a skull with crossbones because oh. he was in the military. Oh, not a pirate. Uh, just remind me of a Dimitri Martin joke that I think is pretty funny. He, he does, like, visual jokes, and right. it was just a guy, he drew a picture of just a man like this, and he's like, skull and crossbones when he was alive. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> guy's really funny. <laughs> uh, he's great. I don't know why he's not this show. He's really good. Uh, so where you both are in your improv careers right now, how do you feel and where do you want to take it? Uh, so it's interesting that you just, you, when did you move here from New York? Uh, I moved here from New York probably like a, in a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. Um, I've only, I, I went to like the Yap sessions at IB at first for like, oh, you know, a couple months. And then I took the class. I just now took a class with uh, one of his teammates and vice versa, Danny Bilal. Great guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I started and I've been just doing app and doing yeah, classes. Right. Uh, but I'm, I'm actually moving to New York, so it's interesting. Oh, I'm nice. Moving to New York in September, so that's, that's, where, I'm, that's where I'm going with mine. You gonna go to uh, UCB? Yeah, I'm actually going there next next week for uh, a, a 201 intensive. Cool, yeah. Do you know people out there? Uh, I've got some college friends who are like in the scene, so um, crashing with them. It's a lot different over there. Yeah. Um, they, a lot, a lot more. Uh, like, I feel like more people take it a lot more seriously. As in, like, we're gonna practice. If you don't show up to practice, you're out. It's that type of stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I like, I like both ways. You know, I like having fun and I like hanging out with people. But then there are times when you, you do want to crack down. Yeah, you want to, you want to crack down. Stuff, right. You exactly. both just want to. If like the whole team is committed to like getting better, then like you guys. Yeah, you will get good. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that has to be the main thing. But then there is the flip side of it, where you're so invested in your show, not having fun, that you're not having fun uh, anymore. Yeah, yeah you just get depressed. Yeah. Uh, which, which I mean, I personally don't. Yeah, got yeah, depressed yeah. over shows. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a, a double-edged sword. Double improv. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just want to go home and take a cold shower. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Josh? How, how do you feel where you are now? And, where do you want to take it? Uh, I think right now, um, I'm still like learning a lot. Still learning a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, I took um, the Miles Stroth uh, workshop, and that really helped me out. Before, I was really basing a lot on UCB, the training of UCB, which is great. Um, but I found that like Miles, who had taught for UCB, uh, had this way of explaining uh, game, which I kind of didn't get at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had a way of explaining it. I mean, it was simply almost like there's already a game established because there's a straight man and there's a <laughs> and there's a character. Maybe there's two straight men even. That can even be a game. Like, but either way, there's almost like a game established. Off, there's like a an underlying game. Establish if you have the who, what, where, the base reality out. You already really know, like, you're just like, 
this is the game. Yeah, yeah. Anything else is like he looks at it as just adding to that environment. Like mm-hmm. it's it's weird. It's hard to explain because he's, he's all about like hyper hyperactive hyper listening, listening. Like, yeah, hyperactive. Exactly. Just like you're really listening. Like he, I think he yes. talks a lot about like position. Yes, of yeah. who you are in the scene. Like you really have to listen hard to figure out like who am I in the scene. Not just like the like your, your occupation or like who your character is, but like who you are in like a meta. Like are you this, am I the straight man? Am I the weird character in the scene? Yes, and that's like really really crucial. Yeah, because with his workshops, he doesn't take like new people. He takes like yeah, he takes people that have, have some experience. Because yeah. I mean, if you go there and you haven't done that crap, you're just gonna be lost. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I guess I see myself maybe at, like, below half, <laughs> below half percent. Like, oh, no, I, I see you're giving yourself a... Oh. <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like <laughs> below half percent, man. If there's a meter attached to my improv, probably below half percent. Uh, definitely need to get You're a half percent? <laughs> yeah, at least. Of my mean? potential. Oh, okay. Oh, you're so at you... 0.05. Uh, pretty much. Oh, okay. That's... Yeah. Good. You got a huge potential. Huge ceiling, huge ceiling guys. Huge you, can, ceiling. you can like make full sentences. So I right. said you could just one hundred and ten. That's where the point five comes from. The full sentences. That's hey. you could be really really funny then. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So what I want to do now is the made up movie game. Uh, so I usually start this by um, just putting my iPod on shuffle. Okay. And whatever the song is, we'll use for the. Uh, title of the game. Um, so I will just hit shuffle, and whatever comes up will be our title. And um, oh, oh yeah. So what I'm asking you after that to do is, as if you're watching something on Comcast, uh, like a movie on Comcast, and you hit the info button, gotcha. little, little uh-huh. blurb you yeah. get. Um, so just give us that for sure. the movie, then we'll improv a scene or two out of it. Oh, okay. All right, gotcha. Cool. So, the... Uh, all right, and shuffle. <laughs> unpretty by TLC. <laughs> it's unpretty? Unpretty. Uh, this is uh, a movie about a beautiful Victoria's Secret fashion model who gets hit by a can of acid on her face and become horribly disfigured, and it's her, it's a romantic comedy about her learning to love again, and be beautiful in her, be beautiful in her own way, unpretty. <laughs> Two stars. <laughs> La I can't, I'm having such a good time today, I'm so pretty, and everyone's so nice to me, I'm on my way to a audition. Hey man. You know what? I'm gonna take this whole acid and fucking throw it. Hey, Wait, man, no, we need that acid for our experiment. I don't give a shit. I'm on the edge, man. I'm on the edge. Oh man, I'm gonna throw it. Throw. Oh, what? Uh, we what? see that. We see the can of acid slowly <laughs> just melt her face away. No. <laughs> we cut. We cut to a bunch of paramedics surrounding her. Oh my god, she's she's about to be paralytic. Oh my god. You're the January issue of Sports Illustrated, aren't you? No, not anymore. I'm gonna, more likely going to be the cover of Monsters Weekly. No, you're not. You're still a beautiful person. I can... Yeah, I can, I can tell by your ass. You are yeah, the that's really, that's really sexist. I'm sorry. Are you saying I don't have a great ass? No, I'm saying... Because that's all well, I can take okay. comfort in right now. All right, well, you're more than that. 
You, you seem smart. I read your biography. You have like a PhD in astrophysics. Well, I'm going to come out and say that I... have a PhD I, in astrophysics. I'm going to come out and say <laughs> that I don't know anything about your schooling, but I do know that your picture's hanging up on my wall and I masturbate from time to time. Well, oh, you, she just got her face melted. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. first day on the job? Second... Uh, do you know what bedside manner is? I'm sorry. I I she thought we were go away in the ambulance. All right, go sorry. away in the ambulance. All right, all right, I'm out of here. All right, just put some. Are you are you still going to work today? <laughs> you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. It seems unlikely. Clarissa, <laughs> really? Okay, well, just put. Let me put some bandages over your I, face. I think okay. I need some more attention than that. <laughs> no. No, I. This is all we have. This is. <laughs> This is ambulance. Let me drive to six months later when she's uh, on, a, on a blind date. Or she's at a bar, actually. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get dates. I just took these bandages off Ooh. yesterday. Okay, well, I gotta go to the bathroom, so see you later. What is going on? Hey, Tits, you wanna, you wanna drink? My name is not Tits, it's Carissa. Well, that's the only thing I see is your Tits right now, because that face is weird looking. What is happening here? Usually when I walk into a bar, people just buy me drinks, offer to marry me. Hey, uh, we, uh, we have a big bucket of used beer you want. Bucket of used beer? I only drink the Grey Goose Martinis. No, we, that's not for you. We, uh, we see in the, the doorway of the bar the paramedic from six months ago walk in. Oh my god. Clarissa, hey. Paramedic Jones. Yeah. That's, well, that's, I'm not at work right now, so I'm just Jones. Oh, man, I know that ass from so far <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend's, my friend's drunk. I don't really know why I hang oh, out with him. He's being such an asshole right now. Well, I'm glad you're both co-workers and friends. Yeah, Thanks. good co-workers and friends. Just having a drink. How have you been doing since your incident? I just got the bandages off yesterday. How do I look? You look great. You look beautiful. You, you look pretty good. <clears throat> what about the ass? It's, uh, it's still intact. Intact? That's great. Hey, can I take you on a date? I don't know. I've always been an ass girl. Can I take your ass on a date then, toots? You sure can. Really? You really? You sure can. All right, fine. You guys have fun. <laughs> and he's, we see a montage of them, of them going out on a, on dates. She has a paper bag over her head, and only her ass is exposed. <laughs> they're at Six Flags, and they're going down the roller coaster, and then, and then we see them trying to buy the photos at the end of the roller coaster. <laughs> we see them uh, paddling swan boats at the, the commons with a little paper bag over their head. And then also the paramedic is in the background just sadly, <laughs> sadly <laughs> holding a balloon and just watching from afar. Guys, guys, I just got an offer. They, they offered me a modeling gig, but it's only going to be like the top eighth of my face, like the, the eighth quadrant of my face. Oh, wow. I would have thought that they would have gotten the, the ass in there. Or something, rather than the face. You know oh, that's the, cool, though. You the top half of your face is cool. You I know like this it. ass is only for you. <laughs> yeah, baby. I don't know why I'm hanging out with you guys, okay? I'm leaving. I'm going oh, home. Oh, Jones! Home. I didn't even notice you there. We're not friends anymore. I don't... You know, I'm going home. 
Uh, we cut to the to the uh, magazine covers. Uh, we cut to a newsstand in New York City, and then she's she her, the top eighth of her face is on a the Sports Illustrated magazine you know, as the pa- paramedic walks by, looking at the magazine <laughs> article. Hey, buddy, you, you look. You gotta you gotta buy it. All right. Yeah. Here you go. Here's what is it like? Ten bucks. Here's ten bucks. Yeah, ten bucks for this magazine. I almost you know I almost dated this woman. Did you date the top half of her face, that part? No, her whole being. Whoa, that is disgusting. What do you What do you mean? I just mean that it's absolutely disgusting. Her face is gross except for the top half, and I would only have sex with that. Do you have a, Do you have opinions on every single magazine model? Yes, I do. What about this one? What, what, about, what about this Maxim magazine with uh, Brooke Shields? Brooke Shields, she's got a great, she's got a great ass. All right, well, but her tits are kind of sad. All right, I don't need to hear any more about this. I have to go to. I moved here. Good taste. Right, good taste. Oh. You bought my magazine? Oh my god, I didn't know you were walking the streets of New York. Yes. I finally feel comfortable now that I'm back in the game. Did you break up with my asshole friend? No, he's right here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, like I said, I'm leaving, all right? I'm getting out. Stop following me, all right? You guys are dating. Now I'm leaving, all right? Just stop following me around and keep reminding me what I... I could have. Oh, That's Yeah. Yeah. This is disgusting. Just leave that magazine uh, on the coffee table. I'm going to jerk off to it You're going to jerk off? You're dating her. Yeah, what? <laughs> all right. I'm going home. I'm going home. All right. Give him the magazine. Here you go. All right. I'm going to $10 for this. And see. You see the credits roll. Seth MacFarlane is the writer. <laughs> Not bad. Unpretty, everyone. <laughs> Coming to a theater soon. All right. Showtime. <laughs> uh, you guys got anything you want to plug? Uh, check out Viceroy at Herald Nights on Thursdays. It will be in uh, Wednesdays in August. And uh, check out Improvised Movie on August 13th. Cool. Um, right now... Flaws Victory is not having any shows due to somebody going on an internship. I'm not going to say any names. <laughs> but uh, I am putting a lot of my energy into this podcast that is being uh, produced on bits. Thanks, Tom. Nice. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yes. And uh, I'll be getting people from IB. So if anybody awesome. from IB is listening to this, you guys want to get in on this, hit me up. Cool. Um, nice. But yeah, that's about it. Also, tentatively, it is named Trailer Trash. That's a great name. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a great name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, as far as I go, uh, Eagle Come, my improv group will be at Hennessy's every Monday, except this Monday, because there's no show. Um, and we will be running a show at Maggie's Lounge on August 13th. I think that same week we're doing the cage match at IB. Uh, it's probably the 15th. Um, and just check out the other shows on Bits. Uh, thanks, guys. Cool. Thanks. And thanks for listening. Bye.